That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Go on for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. For this first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savi Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. All right, another coach's spotlight on podcast with D-Shot. This one with uh, Little Shoot head coach on the boys' side, Jake Van Roy. Jake, for, thanks for joining me. Um, thank you, D-Shot, for uh, you know having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks so much for the coverage of our basketball program. All right. Um, always awesome to hear um, people being thankful about the coverage that I kind of give you guys. Um, just kind of talk about um, like how you got into coaching and – so did it start at Little Shoot, or did it start elsewhere? It started elsewhere. Um, so I started probably started out in high school. You know, um, I went to high school to Pierre, um, and you know, started doing camps and things of that nature when I was there. Um, started coaching some youth teams. You know, at Tapir. Uh, like my senior year, I helped out coach the eighth grade travel team when I was there. Um, you know, read I read Dean Smith's book. Um, my senior year of high school, and that really was like, I want to coach, right? Um, at that time, I wanted to coach college basketball. So I went to school lacrosse, um, and I helped out with the team at UWL all five years I was there, and you know, realized about halfway through that maybe I didn't quite want to coach college, just the amount of time it, take and the time it took and time away from your family and things of that nature. Uh, so I thought that you know, I, I was doing t- my teaching degree and so I thought high school coaching would be a natural transition. Uh, got lucky enough to get a job at Wrightstown after I graduated college and, and helped out uh, Coach Corey Hayes and those guys over there at Wrightstown for about five years. And then the Little Shoot job opened up, and I was able to apply for that and was, was lucky enough, given the opportunity uh, by Kelly Wallace and the administration here uh, to get that job and you know, starting season six right now. So here we go. So you talked about Corey Hayes, the right sound coach. How much, how much of an influence in your high school coaching career has he been? Uh, really huge. I, I would say for me personally, you know, the two biggest influences on my high school coaching and just how I run uh, my basketball program would be Corey Hayes at Wrightstown and then, and then Brian Winchester at Depeer, right? Um, Corey, you know, just being with him for five years, just seeing you know, how committed he was, the time and the effort that, that he put in, um, the things he's trying to instill in his kids and in the, in the program, uh, just kind of how he ran practice and how he, he ran stuff um, was really just important for me to see. Um, and just kind of the basketball conversations we would have and, and how we would try and do things. Um, just the way he utilized all of us as assistants to kind of figure out uh, the best possible way to move forward. Um, and then I, I grew up in, in Brian's program, right? Um, Brian took over my senior year of high school at DePere, but had been an assistant in DePere before that. And, you know, I saw Brian going to youth basketball practices. You know, I coached um, DePere's varsity and JV teams in the summer when I was home from college and, you know, saw the dedication that, you know, he put in to to being at all the summer tournaments and and things of that nature. And so, you know, really early on, I've just been very blessed to have two really good role models and mentors uh, to help me become a successful coach.
So you're talking that you're at Wrightstown. So what years were you at Wrightstown, and like when did you graduate college? So I graduated college in the spring of 2013, and okay. then got a teaching position at Wrightstown in 2013-2014 uh, school year. Uh, and that first year teaching, I kind of helped Corey out with the program. I did some, I did some scouting and, and things of that nature. But just my first year teaching, I wasn't sure exactly. You know, I wanted to make sure. Took care of the day job first, right? And then, uh, you know, as the years went on, um, I ended up coaching the eighth grade basketball team that year, and Corey's middle son, Luke, was on, was on the team. And as I started coaching the team, Corey asked me if I would help him out by coaching, help coach, you know, the eighth grade travel team. And through that, Corey and I made a nice relationship. And then the next year, I helped him out, uh, started coaching the varsity with him. Okay, so did you ever, um, I'm guessing you didn't coach Cole Van Schindel then? No, I miss Cole. Right, okay. Cole would have been Cole would have been uh, at Wrightstown, like right the tail yeah the tail end okay. of my college career. So because I I'm trying to think of when I was at lacrosse, my last year at lacrosse was Cole on the team at Whitewater. Yet yeah, I can't remember exactly if he if he had made the team that or if, if we just completely missed each other. Maybe maybe what was it thirteen fourteen school year he was on football and then they snagged him for basketball. So it have been the twenty fourteen. Yeah, so I just, just I just missed just him. Missed him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about kind of. Um, I thought I'd hit on the leadership academy here at Little Shoot a little bit. Let's talk about how the how did that kind of come about, and obviously, um, it's connected to an alum, I think, in Jeff Jansen, if I'm correct with the name. Just kind of talk about how that kind of came about. Well, we're very lucky, right? Jeff Jansen has you know written leadership books you know for for quite a long time now. I want to say almost twenty years. And like like you said, um, D shot. Jeff's a, an alum here at Little Shoot, and so they've he, he he's done his leadership program with so many you know Big Ten, ACC schools, Pac Pac Ten, Pac Twelve schools. Um, Has that, he done it with the Big Twelve yet? Because I know Coach Leipold is over at Canvas. Can um, I'm not I'm not positive. I well, know. I'd have to ask him when next time I have Lance on to see if he even knows that name. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I know he's been really big. You know, he's huge at, at UNC at North Carolina. Um, you know, I know he was at Illinois. I know he's been at Michigan. I know he's been at Arizona. Um, so those are kind of the schools I know that in terms of what we do here at Little Shoot, the examples we use are from a lot of those schools. Um, and so, you know, Jeff graduated from Little Shoot, I want to say in like 88. And then, you know, more and more high school programs started to adopt his leadership program. And um, he decided to very nicely donate it to Little Shoot High School. And so we were, we were very lucky that, you know, Jeff donated his entire program, uh, leadership program to us. And so myself and our athletic uh, director, Kelly Wallace, had an opportunity to get trained last summer um, in the leadership program. Uh, we run two, two different programs. We run an emerging leaders and a veteran leadership program. Um, and the emerging leaders are generally like our younger students, right? Our sophomores, juniors, a couple seniors. Uh, and then obviously our veterans are... You know, a lot of a lot of seniors and maybe you know, a handful of juniors, and so you know that program is is taken off here for us. You know, our kids got quite a bit of involvement from all of our sports teams, and boys and girls. A lot of a lot of kids getting the opportunity to improve as leaders. You know, we meet usually once a month, uh, Monday mornings, and just discuss different aspects of leadership. Um, our emerging group focuses on you know leading themselves. So we talk about having confidence. We talk about being committed, things of that nature. And then our veterans are much more focused on, okay, now we can lead ourselves. So the veterans, it's like Charlie Vandenberg, yeah, Tyler Fisher. Correct. 
Uh, for, for me, Charlie, Charlie Vandenberg, Tyler Fisher, Grant Hermes, all three of my seniors are, are in the veteran leadership program. But like for you know, our cross-country team, right, um, Lauren Wiegand, Sammy Miller, um, I believe also Ashley Wilson are also all, both, both of, the, all of them are also in our, our veteran leadership group. Um, and so, you know, we've got buy-in, thankfully, from all of our coaches that want to get their kids involved and want to get their kids, you know, working on leadership because you know, I think we all know, right, all coaches know that the best teams are usually player-led teams. Are you guys the only, or how many schools around, obviously, we got Kimberly Kakana right down, um, how, how many of those schools do similar things? I'd assume that Kimberly does. I think, you know, it's it's starting to become a thing that's a lot more common now. Um, just schools doing leadership programs or even having, like, a leadership class. Like, I know this year um, our high schools actually started a leadership class for our sophomores. So I think you have a lot of schools. You know, I mean, Kimberly, I'm, I'm sure, with, with Steve Jones being there, obviously was doing some of his stuff. Um, I think a have lot of – Have you guys of, had Steve come in? We, we have not. You know, generally we, you know, we have Jeff's program that we're supposed to stick to, right? We are a, a Jeff Jansen leadership Academy. Okay. That is kind of our. Um, we we have I've to stick to. I've been trying to get you guys to you know AJ Bocchini, who's was the G, the student manager at Whitewater on the basketball teams when when I was in school. He, I've been trying to get you guys to bring him in mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you know we're just we're we're really set in that we have to do Jeff stuff. Okay. Right. You know we we signed some some um, things early on in our training that said you're going to stick to the Jeff Jansen Leadership Academy you know, kind of stuff. So we have to, at this point, being in our second year, um, you know, we've really got to kind of stick to the curriculum that Jeff's given us and the curriculum that we've been trained in with with him. Okay. Um, so, like, any of those things, like, FC, would that be stuff that you guys would consider later? Or? I think down the line. Okay. I think down the line, you know, when, once myself and Kelly, you know, have done been doing the curriculum for a little bit here and we kind of understand, you know, maybe, hey, where, does, where could we use some additional – um, opportunities to extend uh, and go deeper in certain topics and things of that nature. I think we could then look at, um, you know, bringing in more outside speakers or uh, people to talk about certain things. Okay. Um, how is what from obviously from a coaching standpoint? How have you seen that program benefit? Maybe even some of the, especially with last year, where it seemed like you had so much of the senior class that just dominated in a lot of different sports. Just how, how did the Leadership Academy help with kind of last year? Um, I think it really emboldened our, our seniors to, to be more vocal, right? Um, and, and not always in a negative way, right? I think they definitely were more willing to hold others accountable, right? But they, I think they also were more willing to, to highlight successes of their other teammates, um, you know, one thing about last year's senior class, and actually, it's funny enough, we were just talking about it last night with our our current team, just how much they reveled in the success of everybody else on their team, right? How little they needed the credit, how much more they they wanted. You know, they almost wanted the guy next to them to be the one to to make the shot, score the touchdown, get the hit, whatever. You know, um, win that last leg of the relay. You know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, they they their ability and willingness to, to just be excited about their teammates' successes and then highlight their teammates' successes in front of their other teammates was, was really cool to see at times last year. Let's jump from, well, kind of talk about last season on the boys' basketball side and talk about this season. Talk about kind of last year you guys were neck and neck with FDL. Um, you had guys like Drew Jones, Hunter Thiel, Carter Engel. 
it was always cool to kind of take a photo of Carter Angle because you'd always have the same face when you were taking a photo of him. Um, yeah, then obviously Cal Moronic, um, those were kind of the main seniors from last year. Talk about the impact that they had on last year's team and how can this year's team kind of get maybe get the same success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think those, you know, that senior group, we had a, a senior group of eight uh, last year, including one uh, foreign exchange student. So, you know, seven, seven boys that had been, um, you know, coming through the program for, for a lot of years, right? And so um, it was really cool to see all the hard work and effort that they had put in uh, kind of come to fruition for them, right? And obviously they, they had a lot of success in all the sports they played. But, um, you know, for me personally, you know, those kids came in as freshmen and th that year uh, our senior class, we had a senior class of one, right? So that just kind of puts a lot of strain on your program in general because you just, you've got to move so many people up. Right, it, we you know we had a senior class of one, and our, our junior class wasn't overly big. You know, it was five, maybe six, six or seven kids. So then, to fill a varsity team, you've got to then pull up a couple, so, you know, hand, you know, more sophomores than you'd probably like to, and then to fill a JV one team, you've got to pull up even more freshmen than maybe you'd like to. And, and thankfully, they had a, a bigger freshman class, so it didn't affect our JV two team as much. They had enough kids to play, but I, I believe this this senior class, I think they had six kids that played as freshmen that played JB1 to up to up to varsity. And so um, the, just the, the growth that I saw from those kids and their willingness, like I said, talked about before, just to be so excited when the other, when somebody else did something great, you know, um, was, was really cool and obviously brought us a lot of success. I think one of our, the biggest parts of our success last year was, you know, we never had to worry about any kind of off the court stuff, never had to worry about there being drama on the team, things of that nature, that just, um, it all took care of itself with that group. And then they were, you know, obviously very focused and they knew what their goals were coming into the season that, hey, you know, we're trying to win a conference championship, right? And then from there, um, you know, they had set the goal of, of, of winning a regional championship. And, and we kind of talked about, you know, once you win a regional, you know, anything's really possible, right? Then it's just it's just two games and, and you're, you know, end up, could end up in Madison. Obviously that didn't happen for us last year uh, with the group had a, you know, a, a tough ending there in a, in, a, in a sectional semifinal. But that group really, I think, hopefully, as we told them uh, that night in, in Clintonville, set the tone for the, the program for the next, you know, handful of years moving forward here. So it was... Um, remind me about like where you guys finished in in the prior five years and like how how great was it to kind of get the success that you got you got as a coach last year. Right, you know, um, my first before last year, my first um, four years, you know, we I had my second year we were down. Like I said, we had that group with one senior. I think we only won six games. Um, but my other um, other years, we were always you know in the upper middle of the conference. Right, you know, finishing somewhere, I want to say three to five, three to six. I can't tell you exactly where we'd finish in there, you know, but um, not really cracking the top two and obviously not winning the conference. And so we were always comp a competitive team. Um, and then to, to kind of break through last year and, and, and win the conference and have success against, you know, really good traditional programs, right? The Freedoms, um, to, I mean, that was the first time I'd ever beat Freedom two times in one year last year. You know, um, the Denmarks, the 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 Clintonvilles. Um, obviously, wasn't last year. Uh, you guys, did you guys go to Clintonville and then the first time? Was it the first time that you'd ever? Uh, it wasn't the first time I ever won there, but it was only the second time I ever won okay. there. Right, that's a that's a real tough place to play, and so I and you know, 
Coach Matz does a great job up there with his guys, especially in their gym. They, they do a really nice job. Um, and so, you know, that was a big one for us. And so, um, you know, to be able to find the kind of breakthrough and do that was, was really cool. And I think, like I said, kind of set the tone for, hey, that's, that's got to start to be our expectation is to be in the mix for, for that every year, right? Not just be, not be okay with being good, right? How do we then transition to every year we're trying to be great? Every year we're trying to be in the mix to, to, to be near the top of our league and, and be one of the teams to beat in our league. You know, how, how do, I'm, I'm hoping that by our kids doing that last year, the rest of our kids can start to see, hey, that's that's attainable for us. We just have to do the right things and, and play the right way, play together, um, so that we can eventually achieve that. Um, let's talk on this year then. Um, I think you had, what, four seniors that are back this year. You got Tyler Fisher, you got Hermes, you got Charlie Vandenberg. Um, with that amount of guys coming back, and then you have the bit, what was the, uh, Nolan Jakubic, yep. if I'm saying that last name right. You are. Um, and then I'm forgetting who else got some time last year. Uh, Dayton Dayton Magnuson was a a sophomore that, that got some, got some spot time last year. Um, you know, in, in, in games that were, you know, maybe out of hand either way. And so, um, he's a guy that that practiced with us a lot last year and and had a lot of, um, opportunities to, to play with our varsity team, you know, last year and, and play in some varsity games. So we got those five guys, um, that all practice and, and played in some varsity games last year. So obviously we'll lean, you know, heavily on those, for sure, those three seniors, right, with Grant, Tyler, and, and uh, Charlie, you know, kind of leading the way for us. You know, those guys should uh, come out and, and hopefully have successful senior years. And, you know, they all played a fair amount last year. Um, throughout the year, you know, we're in big spots. Obviously, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Tyler and, and Charlie, um, you know, also played quite a bit for the football team this past year. So they've been in those big moments. Um, and we're really hoping, so Grant Hermes uh, played about a year with a broken wrist. Uh, he uh, broke his, I believe it's the navicular bone in his wrist, which is a smaller bone that isn't always easily identifiable. And so, you know, Grant noticed this year uh, coming into the football season, his wrist kind of still hurt from when he had hurt it in football last year. Well, he went in and he actually had broke it. So um, unfortunately for Grant, you know, he wasn't able to, to play football. Uh, but fortunately for us, he's, he is back in the mix for basketball and uh, he's looking real good. You know, it's, it's it's pretty hard to shoot the basketball when your wrist is broken, and, and Grant's shooting the ball much better this year, and, and he is, uh, you know, just the, with the confidence he's shooting it with, we're really excited to see how that works out for him. Um, you know, then Nolan and, and Dayton, right, they're going to be in, in the mix with the with the rest of the junior class uh, for, for fighting for minutes, you know, and, and proving themselves as, as varsity guys, as guys that can, you know, go out there on, on you know, seven o'clock when, when the lights are brightest and when the, the crowds are there to, to go get it done. You know, I, I saw some things this summer um, from those two that showed me that they, they definitely have the ability to do so, right? It's just going to be, you know, for them and then the other other juniors, you know, who's going to be able to do it consistently enough for us and, and who's going to be, you know, willing to, to play, play the game the right way and, you know, give themselves up for their teammates on a consistent basis uh, to, to bring, it, bring success for us. Um, talk about anybody that maybe we didn't get to see last year, but maybe we'll see this year that you think it's going to take some steps forward. Right. So, you know, obviously Nolan, Nolan had a really uh, good opportunity to start the year. Um, you know, Cody Bergen, who was a senior for us, who, you know, I thought coming in the year was going to end up, you know, fighting for a starting spot. Um, Cody had a, a really bad injury coming out of uh, football where, 
uh, there was a bone forming in his quad because he had gotten hit and so hit, it just got hit so hard playing defensive end for the football team. So Cody actually had to miss the first you know month or so of our season last year with rehab, and so that allowed Nolan to get some time um, early in the season. But as Cody got healthy again and and you know as a senior kind of took over those those backup big minutes, um, I, I think Nolan's got an opportunity this year. Dayton. Um, Couple of the names I would I would look out for um, Rashad Manns has really worked hard um, at the since the end of last year and, and improved his game and, and just gotten a lot physically stronger. You can see uh, the weight room gains that he's made and, and how important that's been for him. Um, and another one I would I would keep an eye out for is uh, is Cooper Afa. Um, Cooper's a return, soft. return man for the football yeah. team that the, he took what the. Uh, uh, it was coming out of the the weather delay. He takes a kickoff return for a touchdown against New London, if I'm correct. I believe so. You know, Cooper had a heck of a year for the for the football team this year, and so we're hoping that you know he can roll that confidence and that that year that he had on football into into a nice year for us in the basketball court as as a guy that that hopefully can find his way to, to earn himself some minutes uh, that way. He Cooper played in our our JB two team last year, um, but is a, is a very skilled player. Um, is a very uh, mature, athletic, bouncy, bouncy kid who made the—I mean, he made the the sectionals and the high jump last year as a freshman. So he just got some real natural athletic ability that I think um, is going to allow him to have some success this year as well. Um, the feature for the basketball preview, I think, is going to be on Tyler Fisher. Just talk about kind of him as a leader and like how he's kind of improved. I know we saw some really good things out of him in the in the summer. Wisconsin basketball yearbook tournament out at Kakana. Just talk about kind of the strides that he's made, the how much of a leader he'll be this season, and what have you seen him improve on? Um, you know, Tyler is is a is a is a really good leader by example. Tyler just, I mean, that that kid just works, right? He just busts his tail in every opportunity he gets. You know, his, his work ethic is is unmatched. With the you know he you can tell he just wants to get better right he just wants to improve and so you know last year Tyler was one of our guards kind of came off the bench for us as as an energy athleticism length um, steals deflections kind of kid and now we're gonna ask Tyler to to do that and score more right you know he's gonna have the opportunity and, and this summer proved you know proved to us that hey he can be a guy that can go get us 12 14 15 points. You know, on a night if he if, if he needs to do it, and so we're hoping Tyler can do that for us consistently. Um, you know, he's with Tyler's length, speed, and athleticism. Um, I think he's got a really great combination <clears throat> that could lead to some really good things for us and some su some success for us on the court. Uh, with him doing that, hopefully he can get himself in transition, get some easy finishes that way, and then you know Tyler can can shoot the ball a little bit too. So if he can get some nice, we can create some catch and shoot opportunities for him. Um, to, to hit some threes, I think that could lead to some success uh, for us as well. Um, I'm going to hit on this because uh, obviously you have multi-sport athletes in, on the varsity level, but also you have some on the um, JV side of things as well. Um, you got Trey Batowski, uh, I'm going to butcher that name. Ryan Trebatowski. Ryan Trebatowski, Ben Toppler, who were good for tracking cross-country. Mm -hmm. Um, talk about how important it is to have multi-sport athletes, uh, not only just in Milshire, but just in athletic programs. I think it's, I think it's truly the best thing for kids is to play multiple sports. Um, you know, you, we can, can scribble about, well, is it the best thing for them as the basketball player or whatever? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, right, there's a lot of good research out there about 
you know, kids over injuring, you know, injuring themselves when they play the same sport year round. Um, and so I think it's the best thing for kids to, to compete in multiple sports uh, for their school. I think it helps make them, number one, first force a competitor, just because they're forced to compete in different situations, in different spots, in, in different roles, right? You know, they might be, you know, the, the top sprinter for the track team, but then, hey, they got to figure out to, how to be the number three receiver for the football team and how to be the dirty work guy for the basketball team, right? So it allows them to experience that, that in different ways. Um, and then I think... You know, specifically to us here at Little Shoot, we need our best athletes to, to play multiple sports. You know, a school of 500 or, or so kids, um, we need our, our top, top guys to, and girls to be involved in, in multiple athletic teams for our athletic teams to have success. You know, I, I always think back to a conversation I had with a, a young Hunter Thiel uh, coming off of his freshman year where he you know, played some varsity basketball for us and, and things of that nature. And I said to Hunter, I said, Hunter, our, our school needs you to play three sports, right? Whether, whatever those three sports are, if you decide, and, you know, Hunter obviously was a great athlete, could have, you know, excelled at whatever he wanted to do. Um, whatever those sports are, buddy, you, you, you need to be involved, right? If it's, if it's football and it ended up being football, basketball and track, but if he, if he decided, would have decided cross country, um, you know, he would have been great at that as well, I think. Um, What's what's the most at little shoot that you guys have seen? Um, I, I, I I like telling the story about when I was covering Palmer Eagle. There was a kid, and I ended up doing the story on him because his grandpa was the golf coach, and his dad was helped out with the football, and his dad's now the athletic director. And now, fast forward, now he's now this kid is the one probably one of the youngest basketball coaches and head basketball coaches in the state now because now he he's uh, the guys coach over at Palmer Eagle. But uh, he did five, which so I, was, he did, his name is Brandon Wild. He did cross country, football in the fall. Then he went and did basketball in the spring. And then he went and did golf and baseball in the, basketball and learning and then those other two. In the yeah, I, you know, I think for us, we'd probably go, go three, you know, um, right. But you can always, you know, think about, I know Denmark last year had a couple guys that did baseball and then ran, um, and then ran, in the in the state track meet as well, so you you know you could maybe see something like that. Uh, but for here at Little Shoot, the most I've seen is three. Um, you know, I think that's you know kids and kids just being involved that much too. I think it's just great for them, right? They get they get to be coached by multiple people. They get to make multiple connections with with adults and and you know adults hopefully that have their best interests in mind, which then allows them um, to to become the the best people they can be. And so. Uh, I trust all the coaches, all the varsity coaches we have at, at our school, and, and so if our kids can get around them as much as possible, I think it only makes them better people. Uh, let's talk about the conference this year. Um, where do you kind of see you guys fitting in? Who do you think we're, who's going to be kind of the, maybe the front runners? As you said, you got Prigum, FEL, Wrightstown, um, lose, loses a, a bunch of Guys, they still have some guys returning. Right, you know, I think you know, I think us and Wrightstown are kind of a similar spot, right, where we both had very good senior classes, um, but still also had juniors that that got minutes and played and, and been in varsity situations. So, um, you know, obviously, I, I I you know respect the heck out of Corey and, and believe in what he does over there. So I know they're going to be tough. Obviously, I think FVL is our front runner. You know, bringing back the, the player of the year and Adam Loberger, as well as another first team All Conference kid and Sam Fergie. Um, you know, I think they're going to be really, really tough to beat this year. Um, probably going to, you know, I would say is the conference favorite. Uh, but then from there, you know, you've got, you know, Freedom's got a lot of talent, obviously, you know, bringing back 
um, you know, two two big time starters for them, and Ashton Peterson and Drew Quartz, um, as well as adding you know one of the best freshmen in the state, and Donovan Davis. Um, you know, I think they're going to be very tough to beat as well. Uh, Clintonville is bringing back uh, uh, quite a few big pieces um, with the Rosnow kid and um, a couple other uh, wings that uh, that are are pretty darn good. And you know, like I said, Coach Matson gets those kids to defend like crazy. Um, and then I think uh, 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 you know you've got obviously Denmark with a a really nice strong junior class. I think is going to be tough. Um, and then I look at you know Wapaka has got a lot of talent over there. You know they've got you know two this with uh, Henry Mao. Um, coming back this year, as well as Riley Betcher, their big kid. Um, they've got some, some really good pieces uh, this year and some good talent that I think um, could maybe sneak up on some people in the league if they're not taking them you know, as a legit threat. Um, and then you know, Luxembourg Casco's been down a little bit the last couple of years, but they got, they got a brand-new coach. Um, and you know, we're interested to see how he gets those kids to play and, and buy in and what they do and uh, how that works for them because there's always a, a lot of athletic, uh, good basketball players uh, coming out of Luxembourg Casco. So I, I think they're going to be they're going to be solid as well. And then, um, you know, Marinette didn't do you know great record wise last year, but they gave us a heck of a game up there in their last game of the year. I mean, I think we beat them by by ten points. Um, and you know, they're they're a talented team um, with uh, the Summerfeld kid, and so they should be very you know competitive this year as well. So you know, I think our league top to bottom is is one of the best D three leagues in in the entire state. Um, early thoughts on the schedule. You know, it's, it's intriguing, right? We've got a lot. You know, we've got a couple of back-to-backs in there. Um, I really like, you know, um, our non-conference schedule again this year. We play some really tough teams in, in New London and West Pier, both teams that made the state uh, our sectional uh, finals last year in Division II. Um, you know, we've got Wapan at the Crest Center, which is uh, really exciting. Um, you know, get the opportunity for our guys to play, you know, over that, over that winter break there. And then, um, you know, I just think our league, right, like I said, every night you got to bring it in our league. Right, I think you can get beat. You know, I've I've been there where I've come in with a team that on paper is better than another team and lost. My first, uh, you know, my first couple years here in the league, um, and so you got to make sure every single night you're ready to go. Your scouting reports on point. You know, you know who's doing what and, and how they do it, or else you're gonna get beat. Well, since we both have connections to the WIAC, um, what's your thought on the W on the WIAC this year? Obviously, Whitewater made the Final Four last year. Um, they return everybody. Seeming seems like everybody but Pat Miller, who mm-hmm. was the head coach, um, probably one of my favorite Whitewater head coaches from when I was around at school. Um, Oshkosh was one game away from Final Four last year with Coach Lewis and um, Kimberly Grad, Levi Borchert, Lacrosse, new coach J.T. Gritzmacher, former Whitewater assistant, Dernbach hop ship to go to Stevens Point. Um, just what are your thoughts on the WEAC this year? You know, I, I, I have to admit, you know, I'm, I don't keep as, as greater tabs on the WEAC as I did, you know, just coming out of, uh, of school. Um, you know, I, I try to keep tabs on the cross a little more just to obviously me being an alumni, but also one of our, um, alumni, Cade Van Aston, you know, being on that team. I know Cade has struggled with a bit of a concussion to start this year. So, um, hopefully get him in the mix here. Um, has he said anything of? Does he, does he like JT as a coach? Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely intrigued by, by Coach Gritzmacher and, and what the energy he's bringing to the program. Um, I actually went to, uh, graduated with one of Coach uh, Gritzmacher's assistants, uh, Pete Nice, and I went to, went to the lacrosse together. And so I'm excited to see how they get things going, talk to them at the uh, WBCA clinic and excited to see the direction they can bring the program in. Obviously, eight-time you know, lacrosse, 
loses a coach like Coach Dernbach, who was super successful, brought that program to, to bigger highs than they've been to in a long time. Um, you know, it's obviously disappointing, you know, but I understand Coach is, you know, he's got some strong Stevens Point ties. Um, and I believe he's from that area. And so, I, you know, I can understand why he would want to get back, get back there. Um, you know, the, y, the WIAC is always, you know, one of the toughest leagues, Division three leagues in the whole in the whole nation. I obviously believe, I think you would do as well, it's the toughest, yeah. right? You know, and so um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Whitewater's new coach, how he does this. It's always interesting moving, sliding down one chair and, and becoming the guy. You never know how that's going to go. I uh, think it's going to be similar to what happened in Oshkosh where they're, they're going to have a really good year, hopefully get to the Final Four again, maybe get that national championship, and then he'll get – it seems like from what all that I know right now, it seems like – that's what he's going to be the guy anyways. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's going to be anybody else. Um, but they return a lot of good, you know, Trayvon Chisholm, Carter Capstrand, Elijah Lambert, and Beer Barker, both of the both of the Barnes tables over there, Dalvin and Miles from last year. So um, that's kind of their nucleus. So it wouldn't surprise, you know, they're probably the favorites in the WEAC this year. Oshkosh, I think, is going to take a little bit of a dip because they lose some guys, but they still got Will Mahoney. Um, um, I, you know, I, I will got to throw, you know, um, River I think, Falls, River Falls has, uh, Logan Jabobny, mm-hmm, um, I, from Kakana, I think, Platteville has Pearson from Kimberly. So I think, I think something, anybody is going to kind of contend with Whitewater. I think, I think it's going to be either River Falls or Platteville. I, you know, I, I think coach Sternbach getting, um, getting Josiah Butler to come in from, from Lake Academy. And then, you know, he had that great year. In he our league, a couple years ago. Jake Buchanan from Kimberly. Yep, right. Uh, and a couple Land and Valcaster from Freedom. Um, you know, I just there's just some, you know, Coach Coach Turnbach, the, the cupboard is definitely not empty. You know, for him coming to Stevens Point this year, so I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count them out either. It'd be interesting to see what has he learned from the lacrosse. Well, you got to backtrack because we you know that he he was the interim for Bob Semling. When they had, I, I don't know if it was illegal gyms or something. Someone got suspended one year. Um, and then Dermog was the interim, and then he shipped to lacrosse. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see, okay, what has he learned as a head coach that he can bring to Stevens Point? And obviously, can he get him back to where, to all the years where maybe the more successful Semlin years and Jack and Bennett with, yeah, and um, I- with Nick, even when Nick, Nick was, I don't know if you know Nick, I, I don't know Nick. I don't know Nick super well, but you know, I, I you know, I do know Kent. Kent's pretty well. Got you know, you know, just um, through the recruiting process for Cade, as well as just you know, like I said, being a lacrosse guy. You know, seeing him in alumni days and things of that nature. You know, I I, I believe Kent will, Kent will be very successful at UBC at this point. Um, just knowing how who he is, how he operates, um, and you know the the excitement that he can bring to that that gym. Um, you know, I think I think he'll do very well there. Um, we're kind of running on a half an hour doing this, but uh, I, w- I would have done, I don't know if you would have been up to doing like a name five for the Bucks, but I feel like, I don't know if I'd school you on that. What, I don't think you would. What do you mean name five for the Bucks? I, I would name five, like, since maybe 2001. Okay. And then those five would be off the table. Okay. And then you would name five, and then those would be off the table. And All right. I don't you, know if do, you, be... do you have to start? Or do I get to start? I'll, I'll give you the start. All right, so I'll, I'll go the easy one to start. I'll go with uh, Giannis, Chris, Dame, Drew, and Brooke Lopez. Okay. Um, we're going to go back to okay, Michael Redd, Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Big Dog, and we'll go Andrew Bogut. Okay, all right. Um, Brandon Jennings, 
Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, uh, Grayson Allen, and Robin Lopez. Okay, Keith Van Horn, um, John Salmons, Carlos Delfino, uh, Charlie Villanueva, Bobby Simmons. John Henson, Ursan Ilyasova, Bryn Forbes, um, Mike Dunleavy Jr., J.J. Redick. Okay, Luke Ridenauer. Um, trying to think of who I can go here. Um, Tony Kukoc. That's throwing it back. Tim Thomas, another guy from that 2001 oh, yeah, team. Yeah. Um, we got to go Damian Lillard. I said that one already. Oh, you said that one. I said Dave was my okay, first so one, my first five. Okay, I had to get that one off me then. Um, Will Cameron Payne, that's the current backup. And then um, Keon Dooling. Oh, Keon Dooling's a good one. All right, uh, Nate Walters, A.J. Green, Irvin Johnson. I, I you said Irvin? I, I, I said oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So I got Nate Walters. I got A.J. Green. Um, uh, uh, ooh, Anthony Mason. Okay. That was a bad signing. That was terrible. It didn't work out for the Bucks that year. Um, ooh, Joe Alexander, E. Gianlian, and... Um, Dante DiVincenzo. Okay. Lindsey Hunter, Kevin Ollie, um, Ime Udoka, Luke Richard Mabamute. There's another one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, what do you think here? Kurt Thomas, another post player. Yeah, another big, another big Burnley post. Um, Larry Sanders. Um, Gary Payton, Desmond Mason. Two guys that were in that the worst trade. That yep, uh huh. Yep, you're right about that. Um, um oh, uh, Andre Jackson, Jr., and um, who's the other the, the other uh, other rookie right now is is I'm blanking on it. He, he plays good. Marjan Bochamp. Okay. Brandon Knight, Brevin Knight, Mo Williams. Uh, we gotta do two more. Um, who is the uh, Greg Monroe. Oh Monroe. yeah, Greg Monroe. Um, who was that other guy they signed in free agency that year? There's a, oh, um, Del Vadova. No, yeah, well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Jeff Teague. Um, Nikola Mirotic. Okay. Um, Eric Bledsoe. Okay. Tony Snell. Okay. 
Mike Dunleavy Jr.? I think you already named him. I named Dunleavy? Okay. All right. All right. Um, my boy's going to be so mad. I had him come in about five minutes ago waiting for jerseys. They're going to be upset with me, but I, I, I'm too competitive to let you win, Daniel. <laughs> um, Did we name the, both? Uh, I think you... Um, uh, what about what about what about Joel Prisbilla? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so is that five? That's five. Um, Brian Skinner, Joe Smith. Um, who was the? If we both, if, if any of the Lopez brothers been off. The I board. yes. Oh yeah, I named both Lopez brothers okay, already. That so was early on in my. Okay, so that was. Those two are off the board. Him named. Um, yeah, name that was two. Um, was yeah, he might have been. Was Calvin Booth a buck? I I'll tell you what. I, that's something I do not know for sure. If Calvin Booth was a buck. Okay, so I don't know if he was. Gary Payton Jr. We got to throw in there because he okay. was he was a buck. And he got he got some time with the, with the Bucks. Okay, so that that one was there. Marcus Hayslip. Oh yes, Marcus Hayslip. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're um, right. Um, I don't know if, it, if this is two thousand one era. Well, he probably was the Flip Murray. I think he would be after. Was he a buck for sure? Was he in the Ray Allen deal? No, because the Ray Allen deal was just, was it Gary, Payton, Desmond Mason? I'm not on data, so. All right. Um, I would still have to name one. Yeah, you still, yeah you're up for one still, Daniel. Uh, um... TJ Ford, did anybody TJ Ford hasn't been named yet. That's a good okay, one. Okay, that's a good one. All right. Um, Rashard Griffin, right? Was he, who was that? Was, was, no, not Rashard Griffin. Rashard Vaughn. Rashard Vaughn. Thank you, Daniel, for giving me one. Um, <laughs> Rashard Vaughn. Um, uh, I got a point guard. I got a point guard on me. If we're going to go back and we can go back and forth, too. Um, Ramon Sessions. Oh, that's a good one, Ramon Sessions. Um, I know, Daniel. I might have to tap out here. Okay, so I won that. Um, let's end this with favorite basketball game you've been at, your favorite basketball moment. Is that like to say about like I saw the Cordell Young coast to coast game winner mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. Salem, Virginia, for the Whitewater Men to win the national championship over Duncan Robinson and and uh, Williams College the year he was at the D three level before he went to Michigan, and then I saw the two buzzer beater game from Mary Merg at Whitewater. They were down twelve with three yeah. minutes to go. Shoots a three to send it in overtime. After it hadn't hit threes for thirty seven minutes, and then she hit the floater to win it. Both were Sports Center top plays. So like best basketball game you've been to, and best basketball moment. Um, I was there the night the Bucks beat the Warriors twenty four and one. Okay. I was in the building that night, so that would be the best basketball game that I think that I've uh, I've been to. the The crowd was electric that night. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then the best basketball moment. Um.
I would have to say when I was at Wrightstown, uh, we were in a sectional semifinal against Valders, and we, we beat them on a last-second shot. Um, Zach Hayes got a shot up, and the, and the shot missed. Another UWL and then, guy. Yeah, and then one of our uh, our one of our big guys was able to get the rebound and, and quick throw it up and, and knock it in, and, and we ended up winning that game by, by a bucket. Um, and so that was probably the best moment because you know, just a, a last-second shot in a big game is just one of those things that you just kind of never forget. Any early thoughts on the Bucks? What were your thoughts on the Damian Lillard thing? Um, you know, loved it. Loved what it. other teams do you cheer for? And then what about Council? Um, I don't I don't follow the Brewers a ton. Um, so the Craig Council thing stinks going to the Cubs. You know, that's not great. Um, in terms of the Bucks. You know, it's been an interesting start to this start of the year. Um, you know, we'll see how if, if their defense can improve. Um, I know they're they're trying to force a lot of turnovers and things like that right now. Um, you know, we'll see if something like that might might be something that might change. And then, you know, offensively is a little clunky, but obviously, you know, once Damian Lillard and Giannis kinda get to clicking, I think it's gonna be, you know, they should be able to, to score the ball pretty well. All right. Thanks, coach, for joining me and go Mustangs. Thank you very much, Daniel. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.